Yeah. So maybe not too far when you're thinking of global missions, uh, but they are missionaries to the campus, the Black Hills State University campus. And I'm so excited that we've got godly people who care about our, our college students who want to help them train them up and grow them in their relationship with God so they don't just disappear when they go off to college. So they have somebody, they've got a, a pastor that they can turn to, that they can, uh, you know, bring their, their needs and their wants and just let them know, hey, this is what's going on and, and grow and really disciple them while they're at college. So I'm excited uh, that we've got our very own South Dakota missionaries in the building. Uh, so would you make some noise for Mike and Annika Mislinski as they come? Pastor Mike, it is so good to have you here today, and we can't wait to hear what God's doing through Chi Alpha on campus and what he's doing through you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Ben. How we doing? Oh, I love the energy already. That's what I like. I like it. I'm a college pastor. We do it with energy, right? All right. Let me just log in here. All right. Thank you so much for the intro. That was very kind. So my name is Mike, and my wife, Annika, she's going to be joining me up here in a little bit, a uh, little later. Um, but yes, we are missionaries to Black Hill State University. Uh, just to share a little bit about ourselves, how we got there. If you want to throw up the first picture of just me and Annika and our pooch, uh, just if you if it comes up. That's my little nuclear family right now. That's our... Our one-and-a-half-year-old puppy, we love him. His name is Jago Bear. And so um, if you come visit us in Spearfish, we'd love for you to meet him and come spend time with us. Um, so we, we love how um, God has brought us across the Midwest to Black Hill State University. Um, we weren't always there. So I, I started up. I want to share a little bit of my story and how God got a hold of my heart and why I've chosen to be in Chi Alpha as we move through the service. And so to start, um, the Lord did something crazy, and uh, I used to be a, a rapper. Does anyone like rap in the? Yeah. Okay, so I was talking to Joni, and she was pretty excited if I would throw a little rap. So I used to do, I used to rap um, really dark, not, you know, wasn't serving the Lord, and it was all about heartache. It was easy to write about that stuff. But then the Lord got a hold of my heart, and I remember this moment over a spring break where he's like, Mike, you can make music for me. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. And so I ended up writing a worship song, and it was awesome. And then I started realizing that I can use hip-hop as a tool to um, just put God's name out there and begin conversation. And so I'm going to do a little acapella for you. Uh, this song, you can find it online. I go by Mike Miz. Uh, if you are on Spotify or Apple Music, but there's a song out there called Saint, so it goes, I'm a saint, I'm a sinner saved, after God like Dave, no more hate in my body's veins, step up to the plate, you can't fake, Holy Spirit made, change how I behave, all the fame going to his name, never to my name, I'm a saint. So, thank you, I appreciate, I appreciate that it's welcome here, um, I love, I love hip-hop, we love the arts, um, and so... That's something about a little bit about me. My wife's a hairstylist. Um, she's been doing that full-time, but now uh, she's been doing Chi Alpha full-time right now as we're building her studio, and then she'll be part-time Chi Alpha and part-time hair. So God got a hold of my heart. How did he do this? I want to share just so you guys can get to know us a little bit. Um, so I went to college and had no desire to like follow God. I just wanted to meet people, have a good time, and, and move on with my life, make money, like a typical college student would want to do. But what happened was I came home for Christmas break, and God started pursuing me in, in such a, an incredible way, and I just want to give him the glory because he's why I'm serving him today. And like, it's not about us. It's not about any of you, it's all about Jesus and how he pursues us. And so I come home, and I'm just going to be pretty blunt and candid. I was going to party. I was going to go drink underage. And um, I was like, I, I don't even know what I told. My parents are here, by the way. This is really fun for me. So this might be news to them, but I, I was 18, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with whoever, going to drink. Um, 
But then I got a phone call at about 6.45 in the, in, the, in the evening, and it was a friend of mine who I haven't talked to since probably seventh grade. So that's kind of a gap, being a freshman in college. So I'm like, what the heck? And I do not remember to this day putting his number in my phone, but his name came up on my phone. So I'm like, I still don't know how that happened. I give God the glory because I picked it up because I was like, we haven't talked forever. Okay. So I pick it up and it's my friend Brett and he's like, hey, Mike. Hey, Miz. My nickname's Miz. So he's like, what are you doing tonight? Because I felt like the, the Lord wanted me to call you and invite you to a church service. And I'm like, what? I was like, and so... You know, with, with the way I grew up, traditionally, I, I knew a lot about God, but I didn't know who God was. And so for my friend to tell me that God's speaking to him, I was like, I know God, but he doesn't talk to me like that. So I was like, that's weird, but I'm intrigued at the same time. So I end up telling him, I got plans, I'm going to do this. And then I was like, but if I change my mind, I'll call you back. He's like, okay, sweet. So what happens is about half hour later, the text comes in, hey, parents found out, no more party. And so now I'm sitting on a Monday night with nothing to do over winter break. And so I end up like wrestling. I'm like, God, I know God, but he doesn't talk to me, but I want that. And so I end up calling my friend Brett back. And I was like, hey, I changed my mind. I don't know if you're in the area, but if you'll, if you'll want to come pick me up, I'd love to come check it out. He said this, blew my mind. He said, that's amazing. The Holy Spirit actually spoke to me that you were going to change your mind. I'm in your driveway right now. <laughs> what? So now I'm freaking out. I go into my parents' blinds. I'm like, no way. He's out there. And sitting in his sob with the headlights on. So I, I get in this car. I'm like a little nervous now. But I end up going to a young adult's uh, event where it was beautiful like, like this. It, was, it looked like a concert to me. Um, but it was awesome, like kids my age, students my age were raising their hands and, and worshiping this God that was so attractive to me. And so two days later, I heard a, a presentation of the gospel. Another friend invited me to youth group as a college student. It was awesome. I was the old guy in the back, but I went and I heard a presentation of the gospel and I came to this realization, God, I don't know you, but I know about you and I want to know you. And so I remember, so I rose my hand and the Bible talks about the baptism unto Jesus when we get saved, and I had a physical experience where I felt the Holy Spirit enter my hand, and about that pace, it went all the way down to my toes, and it was the most beautiful thing. I began to weep, and then it dissipated out of my, my extremities and then just sat on my heart, and I, just, I felt the Holy Spirit come into my life as I made him my Lord and Savior. And from that moment on, my life was changed, but I want to give glory. I went back to college, and I was like, what do I do? I don't go to church. <laughs> and so friends of mine told me, hey, you should check out this ministry called Chi Alpha. And so that's what I plugged into, and Chi Alpha became my family, my home away from home. This is where I learned what it meant to be a disciple. This is where I learned um, how to walk out my faith, how to learn how to pray to God, all the things that we, we do as, as Christians, this is where I learned how to do it. And then I got called into leadership, which I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, as, as we come. And then I got called into ministry when I went on a mission trip. And on the mission trip, um, this was the first time I activated my faith. I got to lead someone to Christ, glory to God. He used me to lead three people to Christ on that trip. And I was forever changed. I'm like, there is nothing better than seeing people experience what I experienced. There's nothing better. Like, I was going to go into air traffic control and bless anyone who's an air traffic controller, but it just wasn't for me. So I love people. I want to be with people. And so I took a risk, and I, I did an internship with Chi Alpha, and here we are eight years later, and I am a Chi Alpha pastor, and God has transitioned Annika and I from the University of North Dakota in Grand Forks uh, to Black Hills State. Um, to pioneer this ministry because it breaks, it broke my heart and Annika's heart that students in South Dakota don't have the same, the opportunity to have the experience that I had in college. She's like, this doesn't sit well with me. We need to go. We need to do something about it. So God's transitioned us uh, to be in the Black Hills, and we're so gracious to see what God has to do. So we have been, I want to explain what is Chi Alpha. You guys are like, what is this? What is this? Um, we're not a frat. 
so we are Chi Alpha, though, which is, stands for Christos Apostoli, or Christ's ambassadors. And so it comes from the Greek. It comes from 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So that's where we get our name from is 2 Corinthians 5.20. And what I believe and what we believe in Chi Alpha is that Chi Alpha is the most strategic mission field on the planet. I believe that. Why do I believe that? For a handful of reasons. Number one, the, our leaders of the future, the leaders of tomorrow are going to study at our universities. And they are going to be leading our nation and our world in the next generation. They will be. And they're going to study to become those leaders. They are leaving their home for the first time, it, and like they're not maybe under parental guidance for the first time. They're making these huge decisions about their life, about what they want to be, what they're going to do, and it can be scary and, and difficult to, to walk through that and navigate that. Like, do I do what God's calling me to do, or do I follow what I think I need to do? Like, there's, they're making these big decisions. And then finally, which is a beautiful strategic move that I think God set up for Chi Alpha is that God brings the nations to the, the university. He brings the nations to the college campuses, and the United States is like the place to study for international students to learn English and to become the world leaders in their country. They come here. They come to the United States. And so it is like reverse missions to reach them, love them, share the gospel, and watch them transform their world as they go back um, into their nation. So that's why I believe it is so strategic uh, for all those reasons. As, as our young uh, people of the future are making decisions, why not make decisions about God as well? They need to make those decisions. And we believe um, there was a prophetic word over Black Hill State Chi Alpha when I was getting interviewed from uh, Pastor Harvey Herman. He's like the grandpa of Chi Alpha. He created a lot of things for, for Chi Alpha when it comes to curriculum and stuff. And I remember we were, I was sitting on Zoom with him and he was like, I feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me that Black Hill State Chi Alpha is going to be a reverse missions sending ministry. And he said, what he said is, uh, I was telling him how like every county is represented at Black Hill State. There's someone studying at Black Hill State from every county in, in the state. And there's 30 countries represented, and he's like, I don't believe that you're necessarily going to send out missionaries with, like, credentials. I hope you do, but what God is speaking to me is that you're going to send out missionaries through the marketplace to transform our state, your state of South Dakota, wherever God sends them, as our school is an education school, as they teach in the future, and then our country and the world as we go on. And we're standing on that promise, Annika and I, um, as we go and reach uh, these students for the love of Jesus. Uh, so we are currently in what we call year zero. Anyone heard of year zero? <laughs> kind of weird. So we have moved. We didn't get there right at the beginning of the school year, but we got there in October, and we moved. And what we're doing is we're studying uh, the school, building relationships, organically doing things so that Year one, we can hit it hard with, with wisdom and guidance and understanding of the school. And so we are finishing up our year zero right now, and God has done some amazing things. We're excited to share some of the stories. Um, so we're, we're just getting on the ground here, and uh, we're excited of what God has to do. And so what do we do, again, as Chi Alpha, what do we do with students? I want to share what we call the three R's. Can everyone say th the three R's? If there's... Something you want to remember that's like DNA of Chi Alpha, remember the three R's. I want to share those with you. They are real devotion, real community, and real responsibility. So they're really not ours, if you got that. <laughs> they, they made it the R's with the real. But that is what we believe is, is shaping, is going to shape young people moving forward in their faith um, to go and make an impact and a difference in the world. So for me... I didn't know what real devotion looked like to God, and so I learned how to be devoted, how to have a prayer life, how to um, read the Bible, how to understand the nature and character of God. Uh, I learned all those things in, in my relationships and in Chi Alpha, both in, yeah, in relationship and individually. So that is 
really important thing we do in Chi Alpha. Number two, real community, which I believe that is what we do the best. We love to have fun in Chi Alpha. We have energy and, and just have a blast doing what we do. And the thing is, is fake community is not fun. Fake, shallow community is not fun. And, and that's what's happening with, you know, post-COVID, what's going on in young people and, and the social media era. Like, we don't know how to communicate and be in real community to go deep. And so that's something that I learned through Kyle and I'm, I'm really excited and passionate about is to have deep relationship with students so that they can be vulnerable and be open and be leaders that lead like that. So real community is so important to Chi Alpha. And then lastly, real responsibility. Uh, I think this is essential uh, when it comes to if you're going to send out people to do the work of God. We have to be responsible to the Great Commission. We have to do what God's calling us to do. Uh, in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. That is so key and important for the church to continue to grow. And something that we like to share with students is, if you can show me your release clause from that, then you don't have to make disciples. But there isn't one. We are all called, each and every one of us, myself, all of you, we're all called to go and make disciples of all nations. And so we have to teach that there's a responsibility to being a disciple maker. And that's what makes you a disciple instead of just a follower of Jesus. And so we, we do different things. So, and like the big way that we do this is through small groups. And we train students to, to lead other students in real devotion, real community, and real responsibility. And that's our job is to lead them into doing that. And so small groups are the heartbeat of Chi Alpha. Well, you know, we're eventually going to have a large group. But small groups, if we're going to get to strip away everything, it's small groups. That's what I see in Acts. And as, as we go and, like, make, they were making house churches and having devotion in homes, like, that's what Chi Alpha does is having deep relationship like, like Jesus had with the 12. And so that's what we stand on, and we train students how to do that and, and be able to do that. So I want to share a story of a student named Judah. Judah is one of my good friends. It's actually amazing. He's getting married soon. We get to conduct his wedding. But Judah came to college um, broken and not wanting to serve God. He grew up in, in a Pentecostal church. But what happened is he had his best friend tragically die in a car accident his like senior year of high school. And he's like, God, you're not good anymore. You're not good. So he came to school, not looking to get involved in anything religious or, or spiritual. But what was amazing is he met some Chi Alpha people on his, on his dorm floor, and they persistently asked him, Judah, you should come check out Chi Alpha. And he, you know, for a month and a half, he's like, nah, I'm not interested, not interested. But the persistence and knowing that these, these leaders were responsible to loving the people that God put next to them, they kept asking him, kept loving him. And uh, finally, he was like, all right, I guess I'll go check this thing out. So Judah comes, and God did an incredible thing in Judah's life that night at service. And uh, he said during worship, he felt the love of God just wash over him. He began to cry, and he's like, God, you are good. And I totally mislabeled and misunderstood what happened to my friend. And I'm so sorry. And he gave his life to the Lord during worship that night. And I love this story because it doesn't end there. Judah then got into a small group learned how to grow in devotion to God, building community, being responsible to the gospel. And he decided, I want to be a leader. I want to be a leader in Chi Alpha. I want to love people how these people in my dorm loved me at first and how my small group loved me. So he went through training. He did all that. And then the next year, he's like, he went out to build a small group, which is essentially like building a church. We're asking students to go and build a church, if you think about it. Go meet people bring them to your dorm or to your place or go to where they're, they're comfortable and teach them about Jesus. That's what we're asking them to do. It's a big thing. But they answer the call because young people are amazing and incredible and have a, a gusto and a tenacity about them. So he had an incredible uh, year, and it's amazing. He had an in with, like, international students. He loves Japanese, soccer, all these things. So God was bringing him international students and through Judah's ministry in Chi Alpha, the Holy Spirit used him to lead about six Japanese students to the Lord. 
And we can for a fact say that four of them are still serving God and two of them are really involved in their church back in Osaka, Japan. This doesn't happen without Judah encountering the love of God. This doesn't happen without there being a place for Judah to encounter God on the secular college campus. And that's what we're excited to be and do for students because there are 4,000 Judas on, on our campus that have a destiny and a potential to go and change the world and to change lives. And that's what drives Anak and I. That's what really drives us. And so we're, we're here for it. Um, the verse, if you want to know like what makes Black Hill State Chi Alpha unique for us, we believe that everyone is worthy to know love. We believe everyone, like Judah, is worthy to know love, to know the love of God. That's a capital L. And so we believe that. And so that's our why. That's what's driving Annika. Why did we move 10 hours away to go to a place where we know nobody? It's because everyone deserves to know love. Everyone deserves it. And someone was willing to show me what love was, the love of God, and it changed my life. And now we're driven to go do that for these young people. And that's what we want to do. And so the verse that we stand on that, that, that coincides with that is 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 7 through 8. And it says, just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And I think that's the, that's the DNA of what Chi Alpha is, but that's the DNA of what I believe church is. It's like we're not just called to hang out on a Sunday or a Wednesday, but we're, we're called to share our lives with each other. We're called to do life on life, invite people into the home for Friday night March Madness. I mean, it's fun to just do life together. And so not only are we sharing the gospel, we're sharing lives with, our, with these students. And then our second why is that anything is possible with God. And the Lord kind of gave us this one. It's fun, uh, the, the Black Hill State... Um, like motto, it's not like Greek, I wish it was, or Latin, um, but it's any, where anything's possible, Black Hill State. And then the Lord dropped it in my heart, do you know everything, anything is possible with me at the heart? And I'm like, absolutely. And he's like, these students have destiny and anything is possible. They might not think it's possible, but what I want to do is they're standing on the foundation of Christ on me. I'm going to take them to the highways and byways of the world, to the other places of South Dakota to reach and I'm just like, Lord, I've bought into this. Like, anything is possible for all of our students at Black Hill State with God. And so those are the two whys we're standing on. And we want to just commit to you guys that we're, we're here to play, we like to call it the long game. Like, building a ministry takes time and, and energy. So we're, until the Lord does something else, but we're called to see studies show like four to eight years to build a healthy Chi Alpha. And we're here for it. And so we're standing on all of these, these promises and these prayers to see God reach young people and change the world through these young people. So I want to switch gears a little bit here. And I want to read uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 35, because what is God asking us as his disciples? And I believe sometimes he shares some hard truth and it kind of shaves the numbers down a little bit. But he's calling us to count the cost as disciple makers. So I want to read Luke 14, verse 25 through 35. And it reads, Now large crowds were going along with Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, in brackets it says, in the sense of indifference to or relative disregarding, for them, in comparison with his attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. That's hard. Whoever does not carry his own cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me after, believing in me, conforming to my example and living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, cannot be my disciple. I think what Jesus is describing here is that he, it's not, he doesn't cover all of them, but two, two things that can get in the way, per se, of us counting the cost to, to fully follow him is the love of family and the love of self. I believe that's what he's sharing here. And I want to make a disclaimer, though. Like, 
when we become followers of Jesus, I believe we become better family members, stronger family members. Uh, I remember Jesus speaking to me after I got saved, go home and serve your parents, do some dishes, um, set the table. And I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but there's a couple times like, why are you doing so much around the house? You probably don't remember that, but I do because the Lord was leading. <laughs> and so we become, as we become like Christ, he overflows in us and we become better family members. And again, the word hate here, I believe he's, it just means love less, not hate. Like you don't hate your family, but love, love less than Christ. But then sometimes it can create discords and riffraffs. And so it can divide family members because of disagreements on how we started to live as, as Christ followers and disciple makers and, and concerns about decisions we're making. One of the big ones for us in Chi Alpha is, is students that <clears throat> feel led to go on mission to maybe a dangerous place. But God's calling them and sometimes family can get in the way of those things. And so what Jesus, I believe, is asking is saying is that, are you willing to give that up in this moment? Because it is part of the cost. I love this quote, the greatest threat to the best can often sometimes be second best. And I believe that's what Jesus was trying to, to get at with here when he says, if you don't love your, or you need to hate your mother and father and your family. And then he addresses self. So we live in this oversaturated world, right? Like, we get everything we want in, in, in the West here, and um, it's just like this. You get everything. It's hard to not live for self at times. And Jesus calls us to die to self and carry our cross, like the polar opposite of what we're living in, right? And this probably horrified the people at the time because they knew what carrying a cross meant. They knew that this was a torture device. They knew that this was a humiliating thing that led to death. And, you know, they had to carry this beam on their back at least, and then they would get hung on it. So not only did they die horrifically, but they had to, like, suffer on the way by carrying the cross as well. And so they knew what Jesus was saying in this moment. And so what I believe as we die to self, what Jesus is speaking to us is that we each have a cross to carry in our life. And it may not look the same um, as the person next to you or the family member, but he's saying each of us have a cross to carry. And I believe he's made it clear that only cross bearers can be disciples. That's hard truth. But that's what I believe he's sharing in this moment. Are you willing to carry your cross? Because it is possible to be a follower of Jesus but not be a disciple maker. And that's hard. I don't think any of us want to be there. And so he's calling us to count the cost. As we finish this, as we finish this scripture, uh, it reads, For which one of you, when he wants to build a watchtower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost? to see if he has enough to finish it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is unable to finish the building, all, will see, all who will see will begin to ridicule him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he uh, is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one who is coming against him with 20,000? Or else if he feels he is not powerful enough, while the other king is still far distance away, he sends an envoy and asks for terms of peace. So then, none of you can be my disciple who does not carefully consider the cost for then, for my sake, and give up all his possessions. So what is Jesus saying here? I believe um, there's two things. He's talking about there's a cost of building and there's a cost of battling, and he addresses through these two parables. And... Um, it costs, it, just, it costs something to be a disciple, but it costs more to not be a disciple, I believe. And he wants us to understand what we're getting into as disciples, as followers of Jesus, um, as we do this. So the parables together give us this idea that discipleship includes both building and battling or fighting. And sometimes we don't think about these things when we, when we start following Jesus, but it's important that we do um, because... Even though there's demands and there's a cost to discipleship, Jesus paved the way and showed us that he would bear it and he wouldn't go somewhere that, that he wouldn't call us to first. And so even though there are demands, I want to I share this. Even though there's a cost, 
the fruit always outweighs that cost, in my experience. The fruit is so rich and beautiful and fun. It makes life as a Christian adventurous and exciting, and it's so worth it. So I'm going to have Annika come up because we want to share a couple testimonies of, of the first fruits of Black Hill State Chi Alpha. Um, so we, again, the first, the first month was really hard. We were on the outside looking in, like couldn't get to know people that well. And so we decided to pray and fast. And during this fast, the Lord um, brought two students to us that came to our fall retreat, or our, excuse me, our winter conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was super fun. We, it was really hard, but we really were praying and believing that God was going to bring us students, even though we literally knew no one. It was hard enough to meet anyone just walking the campus, but um, these two students came. They're twins, and they, we had no idea they'd be coming. We thought we were just going to be going by ourselves, but they came, and they had never been to anything like that, never been to a church service, never been to any type of conference. So they, we didn't know where they were at. We are kind of like, okay, do you guys want to hang out with us? Do you just want to do your own thing? So we kind of gave them their space. But watching from a distance was beautiful. They were worshiping. They, you just start seeing them raise their hands. They're encountering Jesus. It was amazing. And by the end of the weekend, um, that night, um, I was up for prayer. And, you know, we're praying with hundreds of students to receive Jesus, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, all these things. And then here comes up one of the girls, and she just comes up, and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, girl, that's okay. Like, what, what's God doing? She's, I'm like, do you want Jesus? She's like, I do. So we get to pray with her, lead her to Jesus. Amazing. And we go, you know, we go back to the next week. I meet with her other, with her sister. And um, um, within seven minutes of being at the coffee shop, I'm praying with her to give her life to Jesus. And these girls, I'm learning more and more about them, but they come from a really, really sad background where they have fatherlessness. They have never had a secure family. They've never experienced true friendship. They've had abandonment. And they have never, they realize they don't want this life anymore. They want a new life that Christ offers. And so it's been amazing. And they are big and integral part of our ministry from this point now. So it's just been amazing to walk with them. Um, we have pretty much all girls at this point, a couple guys, but our school is 63% women and 37% men, get that wrong, but mostly girls. So um, we, I've been starting a small group, and so I think we've had five weeks of gathering and showing them what it means to do life together, talk about the things that are kind of uncomfortable, or talk about things that they've never even talked about. Just getting to who they are, showing them who they are in Christ, um, showing them how community works, and it's a little awkward at first, but it is so fun to just kind of scratch the surface and then go deeper and, and just be the people that they need in this time. And it's just been a blast. And, and watching them grow, watching them come out of their shell, it's been so fun. So for me, this is a little bit about me. I um, have been a hairstylist for 11 years now, I think, and I've done full-time hair, um, married into the ministry. It's been amazing. Um, but I didn't get to do a lot with Chi Alpha, I came to what I could, um, but now this has been fun. I've been taking a break from hair and get to full-time just do life, and it's been a blast, and I am an introvert. I am, I, I, I do one-on-one. -on -one. I do a lot of, you know, in the chair. I'm, I, I'm doing your hair and let you open up, and God's done amazing things in that, but this has been such a fun way to be intentional, like like, God's not just bringing someone into my chair, but I'm going to, like, seek out these girls and love them. And so I just want, like, to be encouraging to any introverts out there. Like, man, it's so fun to just be willing and open and obedient to what God's leading. And, man, he's going to do, he's doing the work. I'm just being available, and it's so fun. So. Thank you. No, that's so good. And it's so, it's so cool because, like, we had no idea, like, leading small group or doing a Tuesday night thing with students wasn't even on our radar in year zero and like God's already doing incredible things and we're we're getting to minister and I'm telling you that fruit it just like puts the cost like yes there's a cost but it's like it's so worth it when you see lives change like these two girls you can throw a picture up it's the one with Annika and there's three girls uh, those are those are the girls and they're so near and dear to our hearts and they're now our student officers and helping us be a recognized student org. So they've, they've become so integral, and God has been doing incredible things through them. Uh, worship team, if you want to come up.
I'm going to share one more story um, that's been just awesome with what God's been doing. Um, we were, so we've gotten into the basketball a little bit uh, at Black Hill State, and the Lord set up a, a cool divine appointment for us. We were, so our team, I don't know if you knew, but Black Hill State made it to the D2 Final Four. What's up? It was awesome. First time in history. And so we were walking, they won that game, and Anuk and I are like, do we go? And then our students were like, you got to go. <laughs> so we went, we drove 17 hours to Evansville, Indiana. But on that drive, uh, I remember I had a passing thought, and this is sometimes how the Holy Spirit works. It's like, what if we're going because like God has a, something for us, and what if someone gets really hurt? And then I didn't think about it anymore, kind of let it go. So now we're at the game, and uh, we're starting to meet people, a strategic move to go. We met players, coaches, a bunch of, it was awesome getting our foot in the door. Um, but then we met a, a parent of a player, and we talked with her for about 10 minutes. It was a blast, and Annika got her number because she gave her a gift, and her number was attached to the gift. Well, six and a half minutes left of the game, probably the worst injury I've ever seen uh, live in person, like broken, dislocated ankle, like not something you want to look at because it was, it was really gross. 20-minute ordeal on the feet. You could hear a pin drop. It was crazy. And so Anna and I begin praying in the spirit and we're just like, man, I wish we could do something so that God could touch his body, give him, and that he would be glorified. And so we're, after the game, we're like, oh my gosh, we have his mother's number. That's crazy. So we, we decided to text her and didn't hear anything for four or five hours. But then we get a text from her and she's like, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. It was nice to meet you guys. I talked to Tommy. He would love if you would come and pray for him. And so we hopped in the car. We're like, oh my gosh, God, what do you want to do? So we get in the car. We drive to the team, Doubletree, not sure what it's going to be looking like. But the whole team is in the lobby. There he is with his, you know, with his leg raised, coaches, parents, and we got to pray healing over his, his body in Jesus' name by laying on of hands. And it was just, it was an amazing divine appointment for God to be glorified. And I thank Jesus for these moments because these, these first fruits are so sweet and so good. And can I tell you, he had surgery on Monday and his mom, we're still texting um, his mother. And it's so cool. The, the doctor said that there are parts of his bone that I was ready to reattach, but they found their way to be attached and like re reconnected. And then also he had ligament damage, but his ligaments are fine. Praise God. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. So I want to finish with this, with this quote from the, well, it's not a quote, it's a scripture, Romans 10, 14, 15, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. We're so, we're so honored, humbled, and thankful to be those feet for Black Hill State Chi Alpha. But all of us are called to be those feet to the people that God puts in our lives. So I want to pray. If you guys want to bow your heads with me, I'm just going to ask a couple questions. Lord, maybe you're here tonight. You can tell I'm a Chi Alpha pastor, I said tonight. <laughs> maybe you're here this morning. And um, as we've been talking about counting the cost, maybe you feel like I, I, want, to, I want to rededicate to, to going all out for Jesus, to loving people. Um, to saying no to self or maybe no to good things in my life um, so that I can impact people that are in my sphere. If that's you, if you would like to, to show God that you're like, I want to recommit to that, would you just raise a hand? That's awesome. He sees those hands. You can put those down. I'm going to pray for you. But then also, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, but you would love to know him, and you, you know, you heard my the story that I shared about my own life and how he came in and, and made me new and became the Lord and Savior. If you don't know Jesus intimately or maybe you've wandered a little bit and you want to recommit your life to him fully, um, if that's you, would you just raise a hand? That's awesome. I see those hands. You can put those.
closed down. I'm going to pray for that second question first. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you died on a cross for us and that you gave up yourself as the perfect God so that we could be saved, Jesus. And so, Lord, I pray that those that raise their hands um, to rededicate or give their life to you for the first time, uh, would you pray with me in your heart like this? Lord, uh, I give you my life. I surrender to you. And I ask that you become the Lord and Savior of my life. Would you come and cleanse me, make me new, and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Guide and direct me from this moment forward. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I know um, staff at AFA would love to connect with you. Um, But now I'm going to pray for that second question. Lord, Father, I pray, Jesus, that we would count the cost um, to build and to and to battle for you, Jesus, and that knowing that it's so worth the cost that you're asking to lay down our lives, to carry our cross, to say no to this world. Jesus, I pray as we do that, God, that that you would just renew a new sense of joy, a new sense of, uh, man, just your love and your intimacy close. And God, as we do things unto you, Lord, you're so pleased and happy uh, with us and you take joy in us. And I pray that my, my brothers and sisters in this place would feel that love and that joy as they, as they give of themselves to make disciples that make disciples, Lord. So we thank you for this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to give it over to Pastor Ben. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Pastor Mike. It's incredible what God is doing on that campus and we're believing for even bigger and better things. Here you are in year zero, and God's already moving. God's already being faithful. And it's just amazing the opportunity you have on that campus. I mean, the students are there 24-7. They, they've got community built into that. And I, I like how you talked about the early church and how, how the church, it was based on community. You know, we want that here. We, we, we don't want that just in the college campus. We want that in every church, in every community, to be able to build that of doing life together and recognizing that we need each other. So we're, we're so excited to support your ministry because as you read the verse today, you know, who goes and builds a tower and doesn't sit and think about how much is this going to cost to make sure we can do the whole project. And, and we want to make sure that you guys, you know, you aren't running out halfway through this ministry of like, oh God, what do we need? We want to be your support. We want to help you guys out and make sure that you've got the cost to see it through so that we can see many in Black Hill State not just be reached for Jesus, but once they are discipled and they're, they're, they're going to go out, you've got four years with them. But, but now they can go out and they can spread the good news to everybody. That, that missions, that dream of missions out of Black Hill State, every county in South Dakota, uh, every, every country in this world, uh, that we can send them out and we can do that through you guys. So I'm excited. I don't know about you, church, but I'm excited to be able to partner with this ministry and and see what God can do through Chi Alpha, what God can do through our young adults. Because again, they're the future. They're the future. They're our future leaders. And this is where they're getting getting trained and and growing up and being sent out into this world. So what better place than to tell them about Jesus right there? So today we want to give you an opportunity to do that uh, in our morning tithes and offerings. there's several different ways that you can give to support this ministry today. If you pull out the offering envelope in the seat back behind you, uh, you'll see on there a box marked other. And uh, you just write down the amount you want to give right in that other box. You can write down, uh, if you want to try to spell Ms. Linsky, you can put that there. If you just want to put Chi Alpha or XA or Pastor Mike or something like that, you can put that in there. But anything that's marked, not marked tithe or offering or missions is all going to be going to the Ms. Linsky's to help that Chi Alpha ministry you can give online. Uh, you can send a text. All the directions are right there for, for how to give. So if you want to text in, just write missionary in there, and uh, it'll get to that category. But, but we just want to bless this family, want to bless this ministry of what God is doing. So let's just take a moment, and we'll pray. If you've got those offering envelopes at the end of service, you can drop them. We've got offering plates in the back. And so let's, let's pray this morning. Jesus, we, we thank you for the opportunity to give 
God, thank you for the opportunity to, to bless this couple and, and, and to give so that your kingdom may be furthered in Spearfish, South Dakota. But God, we, we believe it's not going to just stop there. But God, it's going to spread out as, as they come there for four years of, of training. These students, they're going to hear your word. They're going to get plugged in. They're going to experience this, this real community, this real devotion, this real relationship with you that they've never experienced before. God, we, we pray for, for many more moments like like Pastor Mike had when he was in college. He was going to go out partying, but that night he, he didn't realize he had an encounter with you coming. And, and so, God, we pray for many more encounters with you on that state that you would open up doors for him. God, we pray that you would bless this ministry. So, God, as we give this morning, as we give this morning, God, may, may you use it to do more than we ever thought or imagined today. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, would you, would you stand with me? Uh, one thing we always want to do, and we've got missionary guests with us, uh, Mike and Annika, would you come up here? Would you join me right down here? We want to pray with you. Before we send you out, uh, we, we want to pray with you. So why don't you just stand right here, and I'm going to ask if we could have some people who are coming down. Why don't you gather around, and let's, let's pray for this couple. Um, it, yeah, go ahead. Gather around them. Gather around them. Would you just extend your hand and, and let's pray for them this morning. God's using them to do incredible things. Jesus, we, we come to you and God, we believe for the impossible. You're the God of the impossible. God, you can do things that we can't even think of, that we can't even dream of. So God, we pray for the impossible to happen on this campus, Lord. In, in these coming years, that the impossible would happen, that they would see students uh, healed, that they would see students set free. Uh, God, that you would just do the impossible on this campus, that there would be students who are curious, who, who just come in and check things out, that, that, that students would be raised up to be soul winners, that they would invite their friends and, and start telling others about Jesus, that this would just be the snowball effect, that it would grow bigger and bigger and bigger. God, so that your kingdom may grow. God, that, that what happens at Black Hills State would have a ripple effect, not just throughout South Dakota, but throughout this world. God, we, we pray for, for Mike and Annika, God, that you would bless them. God, be with them in, in their marriage, that they would grow closer together and closer to you in, in their personal relationship, that they would live on a firm foundation, a strong foundation every single day. God, we just pray that you would bless them, bless them financially, God, that, that you would bring in supporters and, and teamwork, God, that you would bring more into their ministry, that Chi Alphas would be planted out of this Chi Alpha. God, we just pray that you would, you would grow this ministry, that you would bless them, that your peace would be upon them, that your Holy Spirit would fill them in the name of Jesus, that you would do the impossible, do the incredible. So God, would you bless the Mislinskis today? God, further their, their ministry. God, give them in with, with all of the all of the teachers and professors and, and all of the upper workings of Black Hills State, that they would be well known, that they would get their foot in the door everywhere they go, that your blessing would be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here this morning, Pastor Mike and Annika. It's so good to have you. Uh, thank you, church, for supporting them. And again, we want to invite all the young adults uh, over to the youth room following service for lunch with our missionaries. It's going to be a great time. Have a blessed and incredible week this week, church.